Hey, what's going on everybody? It's Imani Wilson and welcome to another edition of the Bombastic Podcast. Uh, welcome again. As you can see, changes are fucking a plenty and abound. And, you know, I just want to go ahead and start off the, the podcast right to say once again, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, you know, I obviously hope that you would take the time to like, comment, share your thoughts and ideas or just overall feedback on the show. And if you find information here uh, resourceful to you or informative and entertaining and engaging, hopefully you click that subscribe button, that subscribe button on YouTube and any other places in which you listen to this podcast. So to go into it, um, I'm feeling really good. Uh, it's about less than a month away from my birthday. And for me, that's like huge for me, honestly, this year, because I'm, um, this is my last year of the twenties. You know, I feel like I've gotten to a certain point in my life where I'm not necessarily old, but then also I'm not like young, you, you, you understand what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm necessarily someone who's like, Oh, well, you know, I'm like 35 and I like to, you know, schmooze a bit or whatever. No, it's no, it's, it's no shit like that. Nothing like that. More so than anything. It just makes me realize like how monumental this is because then, you know, I guess next year I'm supposed to have like a big birthday party or something, but I'm not too crazy about those sort of things, really. If anything, what I do like to do is A, try to keep to a tradition of not working on my birthday because either my ass didn't have a job at the time, which has been several years without me not having a job, or if I was, you know, in fact, working at a, at a job or whatever, I would just call off that day. Yeah, I would just I would just call out of work like eh, fuck it. I think the last time I came into work was probably like and it was my birthday was maybe I want to say back in 2012, something like it. Yeah, about like 2012, 2013. Matter of fact, it's probably like 2013. So it's been a while. It's been a nice while since I, you know, obviously went ahead and just decided to just come into work. But now being, you know, self-employed and all that good stuff, all that means to me now is that ultimately I have to go for self. And speaking of which, maybe this is just me or not, but I like to buy my own birthday gifts. Like for me this year, I know, you know, there's a fantastic fucking, you know, trip plan. You know, I'll be down in Austin at a reggae festival. It'll be like a whole 420 thing. So that'll be, you know, really cool to just be down there with music, vibes, you know, the most hipstery part of Texas and just, you know, celebrating being 29. But then more than anything... I like to get myself or do things for myself, which are pretty dope. So whether that be like a full body massage or whether that be, you know, um, you know, going and like buying my favorite food. I remember one year I had like, I remember I had like crab legs. I had like mozzarella sticks. I had my favorite liquor. I had a couple of edibles. I gotten so fucked up. I woke up the next day and I remember parts and pieces of it. But I also bought Future's album randomly. I was like, yo, I must have been so fucking faded that I actually, I, I actually just, I bought music and didn't realize it. I must have bought I'm Fucked Up music and there it was. So I, I don't know if that's like a weird thing or not, but I like to buy myself stuff or do things for myself. I don't want to leave it to someone else and be like, so I wonder what's going on for my birthday. Hmm, I wonder if someone's going to come around. Plus for my birthday, I feel like people have always given me the same things. Um... It's always been either like liquor, anything New York sports related, um, money, which, you know, I mean, obviously who's going to throw money at me now? 
I mean, you know, I mean that would be nice. You just just take a just not a money. I don't give a fuck what the what the what, what the denominations just throw some money at me. I'd be perfectly fine. I mean, I'd feel sli I'd feel a little slighted. Like, dude, you could have just handed the shit to me. Now I gotta grab it all around because you know. Otherwise, I'm like shit. You know, it's just one of those fucking things. At least for me, that you want to go ahead and acknowledge. Like, I'm at this phase of my life because each each age for me is like a chapter in a book. I know that may seem super hallmark and super serial but like i said in the first five minutes to speak about myself i figure it's you know just important to have those little moments of reflection so yeah i feel like if you're listening to this your birthday is either approaching or it's soon i mean even if that shit passed just take this page out of my book and do something ni nice by yourself like and i say by yourself meaning like you don't have to be solo i mean you could be also but just do something right by you then fuck what that is if you literally say, hey, listen, I'm going to make myself a big-ass sandwich. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Oh, what are you going to do? I'm eating a sexy sandwich. I'm naked, chilling, and I'm just enjoying the time. Then, yo, be butt-ass. Try not to get the mayonnaise on you because something about... Some, I feel like mayonnaise is one of those things that it's not sexy if you're naked. Like, it's one thing if it's, like, barbecue sauce or chocolate or, like, champagne or fruit. But I'm like, mayonnaise? No. No. Because I'm thinking about it now. Like, I've eat, I've even eaten, like sushi off of a naked body and not one of those like places where you know the woman just lays there like mm -hmm. no i it's a whole story but i'll just say some some woman who absolutely cares and cared about me i definitely dined um sushi off of her um naked self it's consensual duh but um yeah as we go ahead and go on because <laughs> i don't know the the smoothest transition from like you you eat sushi off of naked bodies bro like, that's fucking wild. I don't know. Oh, but I'll say this one thing about um getting stuff for myself. The fucking post office makes it real difficult for you to do that sometimes. Especially if you're someone who orders shit off the internet like I do with, like, Amazon, other places like it. It's fucking ridiculous. In my area, though, my particular home address, like, I can tell you now... The post office knows me by name and by address. Now, th now, think about how serious that is. A whole fucking town that I live in, they know me by name and address. I've had the fucking manager of USPS come to my house personally in her off time to deliver me shit. Now, I'm not saying it's cool that somebody went out their way to go do that, because granted, they are going above and beyond the call of duty and call of, and you know and their service, which I'm grateful for. But I'm notorious because if I'm getting some shit, I want my shit. I don't want any of this fucking, oh, it may or may not, um, sort of, kind of, maybe not really. Give me my fucking shit. No fans or butts about it. I want my shit, man. Like, like, give me the shit, man. Like, it's just that fucking simple. So, I just think that's interesting, you know, to think about. Because right now, I've got an instance where I've got a couple of things, birthday presents of mine. And they're coming in the mail. And the thing is, is that, you know, I have to kind of gauge, you know, certain days and things like it because my schedule can be kind of all over the place. So I got to gauge like, all right, so am I going to be home to get this one thing? Because like I said, I'll call these motherfuckers. Like I was just on the phone with with, with them earlier today about a couple of the packages I'm, exp I'm, I'm anticipating because I bought myself a bunch of shit. I bought myself even stuff for like the summer because the summer comes around. I'm not going to be able to do hoodies and sweats. Like, I'm doing this shit now because we got, like, spring. But just wait until this shit gets, like, another 15, 20 degrees warmer. You can't be caught dead in a fucking hoodie and sweats, which is why I need to throw my shit in the cleaners before hoodie season is gone. But for right now, as it stands, yeah. 
I, I don't fuck around when it comes to USPS. And that's just because they're ghetto around my way, man. I, I love my people. They're fucking ghetto. They're absolutely fucking ghetto. They'll go ahead and claim that they dropped some shit off. They never, they were never there. Never fucking there. It's like, it's like somebody, it's like somebody just claims that they fucking were there. They don't even leave the little slip. Yeah, I gotta check my shit online and do due diligence. I don't want to be fucking, you know, customer service Curtis and shit. I don't want to have to do that. I don't have to be customer service Curtis, but you caused me to be aggressive. I don't want to be aggressive with you. I know it's stressful. Everybody's got a job. You want to go home at the end of the day. So point blank period, you have the postal service, you order some shit, especially if it's like expedited. Just, just, just give me the shit, man. Like, like that, that's the reason why Jeff Bezos is the richest man ever because that Amazon shit, when I order some shit from Amazon, it's not a question. A motherfucker will personally come to your door, drop that shit off. Fuck the little drones and the bullshit sci-fi shit they do. Somebody will bring their ass in like a PT Cruiser or some shit, and they're going to drop that shit off for you. And you could have randomly got something like tweezers. Don't matter. If it's Amazon Prime, that shit's coming. So, that's all I'm saying. USPS, get your shit right. You guys know me, okay? Like, I, I respect you guys. I appreciate you guys for all your services and, and due diligence, but... Let's get right. So, speaking of it, let's get right into sports. So, speaking of all things sports, uh, obviously, as you can tell, this has been the peak of the NFL free agency. Um, a lot of teams look pretty different than what they did some days ago, weeks ago, months ago, maybe even years ago. Right now, the Cleveland Browns are like favorited to be you know, Super Bowl contenders, possibly playoff contenders, because they have, in the moment of recognition will ensue after this is they have Odell Beckham from my New York Giants. I'm not happy about this fucking trade in the slightest bit. I feel as though we just got rid of Luigi from the Super Mario Brothers and now we're just the Mario brother. Like like my thing is you, you can't be the Mario Brothers without fucking Luigi. And I feel like they can't be the Giants without Odell. Many people will say, well, the Giants haven't necessarily been winning games in the recent years with Odell. That's fine. But we also needed another fucking quarterback besides the same one that's been playing for almost 20 fucking years. No, you can't justify the shit. So, end all be all, I just want to take this moment to go ahead and say, living in an existence as a Giants fan with no Odell, no Odell, no Odell, it's going to be hard. But we will find a way. We will move forward. Because like I said, my heart is broken along with many other fans of Big Blue. Right now, this is some big bullshit. And I don't know what other way to put it. I'm happy for them. Fuck, even a part of me, even though they're all kind of rejects on their own right. But I kind of feel happy for the fucking Cleveland Browns. Because now, they actually have a team they can fucking believe in. They got a quarterback who's swaggy as fuck. Who I wanted my Jets to fucking draft in the quarterback. But they reach for the stars and fucking got them. So, I can't be too mad. But, yeah, it hurts to have to sit here and to think of an existence without Odell. But, I mean, here we are. So, I can't even be too too mad at the shit. And, honestly, my Jets haven't been doing too, too bad in the free agency. Because, I mean, they got, you know, a couple of marquee players here and there. A couple of vets via some trades, some nice fill-ins. But, we got Le'Veon Bell. Former running back of Pittsburgh Steelers. Who was targeted to be with the Jets since last year when he sat out a whole year. So... You think about it, you, you got a quarterback in the second year, you got an all-pro running back, you got a bunch of pieces on fucking defense, a couple of pieces on offense, 
Got like 40 million in money we could still spend on guys. They got the draft and we got the top three pick. And then on fucking April 4th, we're gonna have new fucking uniforms, bitch. New fucking uniforms. I'm 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 too gas. Now all now all the stuff I have jets, any jets related shirts or anything like that are throwbacks now. I'm fucking excited. I'm excited. It's a good time to be a fucking Jet fan. So I'm feeling real fucking good about that. And I'm feeling excited. And another thing I'm feeling real fucking good about. So the LA Lakers and LeBron James. This offseason in the NBA were supposed to be a match made in heaven. It was supposed to be LeBron adding his name to the pantheon of great players in Los Angeles Laker basketball history, such as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, and then you would throw the inclusion of LeBron James. It would almost seem like a perfect fit just towards such a you know famous and perennial franchise that's always been geared towards excellence. But I can tell you, since Kobe Bryant's retired, Lakers ain't been shit. And quite frankly, they ain't shit now. I think LeBron James, honestly, with his most recent loss against my New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden, which for him, he's always made it his fucking business to absolutely put on a show for fans and title himself the King of New York, even though this prick is from Cleveland and he's played against teams that have been direct or indirect rivals of the Knicks, but he's called himself the self-proclaimed King of New York. Well, on this most recent game against the fucking Knicks, they lost, and he had a chance to go ahead and go forth and put a game-winning, like, buzzer-beater shot against the Knicks, only to get his shit packed it by a guy who, I don't even remember his fucking, Mario. Mario has a Jonah, I don't, look, I don't know the motherfucker. I just know he's not going to be on the Knicks next year, okay? He's not. When free agency comes, his ass is probably going to be among those who are gone. Either way, the picture is fucking hilarious, and I think what we're seeing right now is the steady decline of LeBron James. If you look at it from that core Miami Big 3 that he won the two championships win, where he learned to be a winner... Chris Bosh is just has retired for health-related reasons. Dwayne Wade is retiring this year. LeBron's ass is still going. And I guess the real question that you have to ask yourself as a Lakers fan, as a LeBron fan, and as a basketball fan, how many years do you think LeBron has left? I'm curious to know your, your, your thoughts in the comment section. Because if you ask me, I honestly think he's probably, after this year, quietly has another year. And the reason why I say he has another year is because you have to start thinking about legacy at some point. It's just like with Eli Manning with the Giants. You've been on this team for about 18, 19 seasons now. At some point, as you start to do bad, as you know, age catches up with you, the game gets faster, the players are younger, better, faster, stronger, You and you, know, and you become more dependent on other players, you have to realize that it's a legacy thing now. So your averages start to fall off if you have just these down years or these off seasons or whatever the case may be. Like you just you just can't do it. It's not good for you. And many people say he wasn't completely healthy this year, whatever. I say bullshit. Missing like what nine to ten games because of some no fuck that. That's bullshit. Okay, let's just face facts. Okay, lay biscuit. Getting old. You getting old, buddy. You getting old, bro. You getting old. So I'm just letting you know right now. I think his time has come to its peak. I don't see him winning another championship. I don't see him going to another finals appearance. And I think he should probably retire after the 2020 season. 
I think so. I think this upcoming season he'll play, but once 2020 comes around, he needs to call it a career. I know the rumors are he wants to play with his son and blah 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 blah, but that shit's just stupid. So don't don't fucking do that. Just just don't. It's fucking it's fucking dumb. So end of the day, I honestly think he shouldn't. He just honestly fucking shouldn't do that shit. And plus, not to mention, dude, you're a billion dollar man with Nike. Like, you have championships, you have money, you have broken records of the heroes that you looked up to. Call it a career. Because my biggest thing is, and, and that's the reason why I kind of fear getting certain big-name players at their like at the peak of their career, because what else do they have to play for? They're not hungry for a championship. They're not hungry for money. It's like, what are you hungry for, like, notoriety and fame? You already have notoriety and fame. As soon as you win a championship, you got it. Are you looking to try to ascend to some other level? That That's why I think every great player, I, I, think, I think the best players know when their time is truly up. I feel like other guys, like the Tom Brady's of the world and the LeBron's of the world, are just looking to overachieve. What they're trying to do is they're trying to set a standard that none other in their time and maybe for some time after them will be able to aspire to. And granted, that's some pretty dope shit to want to set the bar for greatness. But at some point, you got to be able to know your ass is getting old. Your fucking body's going to take but so much. The game's only going to get again harder, better, faster, stronger. These young motherfuckers coming in here. And yeah, your time is fast. It's just that fucking simple. It really is. And it happens to everybody. It's just all a matter of timing. And speaking of timing, it's game time. Why I say it's game time is because Apex Legends has just dropped not only a new character, but they also dropped their first season pass. Now, looking at the season pass and what it comes with, it looks a little looks a little booty. Looks pretty looks looks pretty butt. And don't get me wrong, I'm a I'm a fan of a nice old ass. But I'm talking this isn't a nice old ass. That this right here is like those like gray leggings where you see like the the bits of sweat on each cheek and you could just tell like, oh I know you're trying to be cute, trying to, you know, say, Well these pants are comfortable. It doesn't make a difference to show my hips and ass. Yeah, but it also looks like you've been squatting on like on like fucking crate like grates of crepes or some shit. Like I don't fucking know. Like either way, you got like you just got wet marks and ugh, ugh, it's not good. No, and sweaty booty's not a happy booty. Either way, I think this fucking season pass is a sweaty booty right now. It seems like it's good to the idea, to the eye to do it. But if you look at the skins, you look at the guns, you look at the perks that come forth for like $10, it'd be one thing if the new character Octane was included with that, but he's not. He's still a standalone. You still can either spend 750 Apex coins or $7.50 to unlock him. I just personally think that the season pass, it was a nice attempt, but they're going to have to do better. I don't know how long the season pass goes for. I don't know if it's for the next two, three months or a couple of weeks. I don't know. I would assume it'd be for the next few months, but either way, this pass has to do better going forward. Because at least the one thing that Fortnite has going for them are that the season passes, you know, they come with other emos, they come with a bunch of different things that make it worthwhile for you getting. But this just seems like it's a very light cosmetic pack. And just, you know, even with the theme, the survival nature theme, you see people with like camo, the skins are very like drab colors. It's not, it's just not really, it's not popping. It's not popping to the eye. Your shit's not popping, Apex. For the first time I can say in a while playing this shit, that shit that you just did there isn't popping. And speaking of what I think probably isn't all that popping, Octane. I think the new hero Octane seems kind of 
weirder nature. I, I'll tell you who I think Octane is good for, and it might be for, like, a couple of folks in my, like, clan. Shout out to all my, you know, shout out to all my tribe mates there. Shout out to Hunter. Shout out to Chill. Shout out to Jack. Shout out to Havoc. Shout out to Tank. Shout out to motherfucking Jinjo. Stan. Shout, shout out to the fucking clan, man. And the new family members that are coming aboard that will initiate in the coming weeks. But either way, I think that's good for, like, people who are good at, like, blitzing and flanking. Because his abilities include an ability to sacrifice some percentage of his health to blitz faster when he's not being attacked. So, basically, he his passive is going fast, but he kind of, like, hurts himself in doing so. And then... You know, then he's got another instance where I believe his super ability is for him to be able to drop a launch pad that everyone gets to go off of. Now, we got another hero in, in the fucking robot that pretty much, who I call Robo Dick, so forgive me. You're like, oh, his name is Pathfinder. I call him Robo Dick, okay? Well, Robo Dick, he put he sends the little grappling, the, the grappling fucking uh, line that you could, you get to traverse across the map with. Now we get a fucker you get the launch pad across the map with. So I see he's good when it comes towards high mobility or what have you, but I just don't know how great that is unless you're with a team that is all about the high mobility. So I think him with maybe a Wraith and maybe Bangalore might be some shit. You see a lot of blitzing going. I mean, we'll see. Overall, I think, you know, even Octane's design, it looks a lot like the fucking Berserkers from fucking, um, from, from Borderlands. So it just seems like, you know, uh, it's all right. Like I said, I think these new offerings from Apex, it's a nice first attempt you know, was it the best first attempt? No, they're going to have to come a lot better. And I think they will once the summertime comes around. Because then we all know when summertime comes around, gaming and things like it, you know, for, for, for some kids, that's that's just their life for the next couple of months. For other people who are casual, kind of like myself a little bit, it just means, well, you're out and about, you're not really on the game as much. So they're going to need to come up with something to keep people's attention. And speaking of keeping people's attention... Baptiste is now officially available on Overwatch. I felt like it was going to probably take until about next week, but I figured this week being as of today of this podcast, he's available. Just like as of today of this podcast, the Battle Pass for Apex is available. So that's good. At the same time, now comes the heartbreaking realization that for all Mercy players on Overwatch, your fucking main healer is kind of obsolete to the game right now. Granted, resin characters who, who die in battle and bringing them back to life may seem like a good idea, but when you got a guy who can literally heal in a group setting, create a barrier that amplifies healing and damage behind it, and you know, and he's got a burst rifle and a fucking grenade launcher that fucking heals at a distance, you kind of start to think the chick with the single beam of healing and damage boosting people seems kind of useless. And the motherfucker has, like, little booster boots and shit like that. So, some point, you know, Mercy players have to come to the understanding. It's time to evolve. Evolve or die, motherfucker. It's just that fucking simple. So, Baptiste is out now. I'm kind of curious to see how he fits, especially in the mold of my team's usual settings. I mean, it's going to be fucking fun to see. So, we'll see how it all shakes out. Interested to check out his skins, voice lines. Because I know, again, he's Haitian. So, I want to see how good they do with the, with the fucking Creole... I'm very curious on that because I let my boy, shout out to my boy Supreme, you know, and the whole Let Me Affairs crew. I let him listen to the story. He was like, oh my God, that Haitian accent is fucking horrible. So I'm very curious to see how this comes all around, but we'll see how it fucking goes down, man.
I mean, otherwise, you know, should, should be some interesting shit. And then, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, let's take this live. Now, live from the internet, which I will say is probably more or less, this is the instance of more so a mix of mixed media and a little bit of stuff on the internet. It was only a couple of days ago, Facebook and Instagram in their own instances crashed. They crashed, like I want to say that was about last Wednesday, last Thursday of this podcast. And I remember thinking to myself, at first I thought it had something to do with my phone and my internet connection. Then I tried it on multiple devices and I saw I still wasn't able to get online. And then at some point it just dawned upon me, yo, what if at this point what I'm facing right now is withdrawals from just a habit that I'm so used to doing? So then I put my phone down, put my tablet away, stopped trying on the desktop site, and I just like enjoyed regular life. It was fucked up to say that for that moment, it felt like 1999. For like two seconds, it felt like no one was trying to post something witty. No one was showing what they ate. All the Instagram models were no longer models. All the gurus were just fucking talking heads again. It was just, look... And then, of course, some people had the remarks like, oh, well, if your whole life was centered around Facebook and Instagram, then that means you need to do a lot more in terms of like your business and things like it and your persona. And granted, that may be true and the case, but it was still just refreshing to go ahead and see that for a moment, a bunch of people had to face real life. What disappointed me were the motherfuckers who were then going like, oh my God, thank you. It's fucking back. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was so worried about what I was going to do next. Oh, it's back. Oh my God. Oh, I need my fix. I'm like, you motherfuckers, go talk with somebody. Go enjoy outside. Go have a real life fucking experience. Get the fuck off of online. Stop liking, commenting, and sharing on shit. Even if it meant you got to dead this podcast, stop this bitch here, hit pause, back the fuck out, go do some shit, then just go do that. Because half the time, and I think that's probably my own detriment, especially when it comes towards trying to grow this medium, grow my platform, is that I'm also someone who really just enjoys the little pockets of life I get. Whether that be online with a bunch of my personal friends, going traveling, uh, going to do shoots, or just being outside or whatever. I don't, I don't need to be the person to have to document every fucking happening. I really don't. I just adapt to trying to fit in, you know you know, chronicling certain things because people might be interested, at least I, I think. So, you know, it was just refreshing. I'm glad that fucking crash happened. I really wish they would have something to where they would set it up and they would randomly do it by certain days during the week and they say, hey, this particular week or hey, these, these particular days, you know, site's going to be down. Down for, I don't know, social engagement observance, SEO. You know, some like random shit, you know, even though that's not what SEO stands for. But just something that would be like, yo, all right, I need to now take a step back and actually live my fucking life. Do it. Do it. I think it's fucking necessary. I think it's healthy to do. And if you don't personally do it as your practice, you need to do that shit anyway. So speaking of technology crashes in real life, all of that came to a fucking head when Netflix's love, death, and robots fucking premiered. Now this is a motherfucking direct sequel, or at least inspired sequel, of the heavy metal animated fucking anthology that came out way, 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 way fucking forever ago. I want to say that was probably late 80s. An instance, heavy metal 2000 and early 90s of just these sci-fi animated stories. Of them, I have to say, 
I looked at them and I read many different reviews. I mean, it was like an 18, 18 animated series that Netflix had, had online that debuted a couple of days ago. And I personally liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Some shorts, because these animated shorts are like 18 minutes, 15 minutes each, something like it. Some shorts were just like, uh, okay, that's a little different. But they featured directors and animators all across the globe. And you, you can see the different art styles, the different messages and things in between. And it really did keep with the theme of love, death, and then robots. Like, it, it completely makes sense. It's in the fucking name. But most of the themes I saw had to do with just, you know, um, I guess overall, um, I would want to say the overall being of, like, like human fragility. Like, it, it felt like in most of those instances, you sort of saw exactly how vulnerable like being human is and like the different capacities like one of them which i think was just beyond uh beyond the um and antigua rift i think it was called and it was like a fucking sci-fi nightmare with this fucking um with this crew in space who were traveling and then this whole weird turn of events unfolds until you realize oh shit everything's not as it seems so you know, stuff like that, I think, is more so out of, like, straight out of sci-fi. Other bits, like, where they showed the, the three robots and they showed this completely, like, desolated wasteland of Earth, all the humans and whatnot dead on it. And they had sort of themes like, well, they did this to this particular land because their differences and their lack of, ide of ideals and ideologies and disregard for their environment. And I'm just like, holy shit, all this is doing is just showing once more how complex but completely utterly soft gentle and fucked up being a human being is so i thought it was pretty dope i would definitely suggest seeing it i mean there were so many stories i liked it was the one with these like group of robots that were running this heist i think and that's the that's the cool shit i feel like some of these shorts should just be series in their own like i love this one with fucking yogurt and this yogurt and this bacteria in this yogurt dish became sentient and it was giving mankind these ideas of how to live a fucking perfect utopian existence. I thought that shit was dope as fuck for the little short. So, I mean, they were just like really dope little shorts that some were deep. Others were not so deep. And then, you know, I will say, and I've seen some reviews say like, oh my God, you, this is, this is for like edge lords out there and like you know so it's like it's like just driving stupid masculinity i'm like, okay i'm gonna admit there are a lot of titties in all of these shorts there were it was like almost every short you had some sense of of you know nudity in some capacity or like hypersexuality in some and others but i think that that just goes with human nature in a sense as well and i say that because all those things are natural to being human Nudity? It's natural. I mean, granted, it was one scene or one particular show where where some character was like like witnessed something and was like running around with like a silk robe and like her bush on complete display. And I'm like, all right, we, we may want clothes. We may want clothes. But again, fuck it. You're talking in human form. I'm not saying that, you know, that should just be something. But for the story, it made sense. So overall, I think they were dope shorts. If you haven't seen it, you should see them. Uh, again, like 18 shorts out of like 15, 18 minutes each. So I just absolutely blitz right through them and said, all right, I, I have to mention these. And I'm curious to know, leave this in the comment section, what your favorite short was and, my, and why. I say for me, I like the one with yogurt because again, it showed that even if we as human beings, if we had the keys towards living a perfect and balanced existence among one another, as ideal as that may be, we'd somehow find a way to fuck that up. We just really, really would. But 
Again, I liked it because it was super dope, short, sweet, to the point. And yeah, they somehow, some way made um, the fucking state of Ohio like just heaven on earth. So I thought that was fucking interesting. I thought I thought Love, Death, and Robots is dope. You got to see it. It's fucking super dope. And then, of course, you know, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say as I go ahead and bring this particular short and sweet episode to a close by just acknowledging, unfortunately, the events that unfolded down in New Zealand, but the hero that emerged when somebody decided to go ahead and egg a racist fucking stupid fucking politician in the fucking face while on live television. I thought the shit was dope. Egg boy. Egg boy for fucking Prez. Egg boy for Chancellor. Whatever the fuck you need to call him as. That was some dope shit. Mr. Connolly, I believe his name was uh, like Will Connolly or some shit like that. Doom man fucking just got literally just one fucking lifetime passes to rolling loud for fucking hitting this fucking stupid fucking politician in New Zealand in the back of his fucking head. Or was he Australian? Were they Aussies? No, I, I think, think it was actually an Australian or, or an Australian fucking senator. Either fucking way. Hit this dickhead who basically blamed this fucking massacre that just recent ha that recently happened where 50 some more people lost their lives and blamed the shit on migration. Blamed it on immigrants. And this fucker literally decided, even though... It's fucked up because you can tell he was doing it for like views and shit because you see him behind him. He takes the fucking camera out, brown egg, and bops that motherfucker. But the funniest shit is how my mans didn't even like hesitate to be like, you know, security just saw him, snuffed his ass, and then they just beat the fuck out of this fucking kid. So either way, I just thought that shit was fucking hilarious. And, you know, it's just unfortunate that again, like I said, even as humans, if we looked over our differences, our own vulnerability, fragility in our own sense of what it is to be human, we, we, we'd somehow find a way to still have indifference. And I think that's the reason why I said, like, like I mentioned before with that short, that, you know, it was my favorite because it just showed like, Hey, you know, like, like, like what, like what we could be able to accomplish if we were all just supportive and understanding of one another, it, it, it would be, the possibilities would be endless, but that's too idealistic. That shit ain't real. This is fucking real life. And unfortunately in real life, fuckers, you know, do horrible fucking things. And then for the dickheads who want to sit there and support it, they get hit with eggs. So fuck them. And on that note, I'd like to say thank you again for listening to this podcast. Um, like I said, the feedback, your comments and thoughts and answers to those questions and ideas that I pose. I look forward to seeing them in the comments section. And most importantly, you know, I look forward to the next episode, which will pretty much be coming out um, the same, t well, not the same time this week, but it'll be coming out later this week with a lot more of the, you know, sides of gameplay and all the other great things and a couple of other changes besides the many other changes you saw in this particular episode. So thank you again. I appreciate you guys' time for listening and tuning into this podcast. I'm your host, Imani Wilson. If you like this podcast, feel free to go ahead and give it a rating where you listen to podcasts, give it a like, share it. Um, subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast, so subscribe to this particular video. I will continue to, to tweak and modify and experiment until this is an experience that I think not only I will continue to enjoy, but other listeners and viewers will be able to enjoy. So once again, this is Imani Wilson, and this has been a bombastic podcast, and we out. Peace.